Some men do say King Arthur is not dead, but by the will of our Lord Jesus sleeps, yet to awake, deathless and reassure us. And therefore is it that grave where he is laid, this legend hath that still his kingdom keeps. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Still His Kingdom Keeps, a creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Merlin. And we're back. If you've been following along week to week with the podcast, you may have noticed we took off a week. Uh, There's some explanations for that in the outtakes if you want to hang around. But we're sorry we missed one, everybody. Sometimes sometimes this this crazy place called Earth just gets gets away from you. And you have to... (laughs) That's right. And you can't record a podcast about a wizard. Uh, How you doing, Chris? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm looking forward to talking about this episode. It's a real emotional episode. Uh, yeah, this <laughs> it's a it's a it's not one that you want to have to break up into multiple pieces and then wait a week to record on. No, I, I don't want to do that one. with literally any TV show or movie I experience ever. But <laughs> you know, not the, that's not the play. At some point, we're going to have to actually finish that Lord of the Rings podcast that you can access yes. at Patreon.com/slash yes. Monster of the Week, uh, just so I can finish the Lord of the Rings movies because I've got I'm half so of that sorry. waiting for me. Uh, <laughs> But it's good stuff. It's good stuff, though. Yeah, this is this is this is an emotional one, and I think it's uh, mm-hmm. I think it's good fun. Yeah, good emotional fun. Do you mm-hmm. want to hear what happened last time? Because I I do feel as though I'm prepared to tell you. Please, how long? Although good, I how wrote this a very long, long time ago, this? so now yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was about to ask. Okay, okay. Last time on Merlin, the mysterious Morghost arrived in Camelot, challenging Arthur to a duel. When Arthur is defeated, she sets a second challenge for him, with the reward being information on his mother. That was. We're not doing great so far. Arthur, desperate to know more about his mother, disobeyed Uther's orders and completed Morgos' challenge only to be met with the specter of his mother, who blames her untimely death on Uther's use of magic. Driven into a rage, Arthur nearly killed his father, but was stopped by Merlin, declaring that Morgos, like all magic, is evil, though it crushed him to do so. Meanwhile, there seems to be a mysterious connection between Morgana and Morgos. We are covering Merlin Season 2, Episode 9, The Lady of the Lake. When Merlin discovers the beautiful druid girl Freya trapped in a bounty hunter's cage, he knows he must help her escape. Gaius warns against getting involved, but Merlin refuses to listen, harboring Freya in the tunnels beneath Camelot. However, with the bounty hunter searching for his missing prize and a ferocious magical beast on the loose, she cannot stay hidden for long. This was written by Julian Jones, directed by Metton Hewson, and aired on November 21st, 2009. They used the Witchfinder case. Again, I like that yeah. we've been getting some they extra. They love to start an episode with a with a spooky fog lit street and a, and a carriage rolling through it. Uh, this this is this is very good. Like I just like that they, we we get this cage again. It's such a unique looking thing. Uh, and this time it's not driven by one Tywin Lannister. It's just by some ugly bounty hunter dude uh, mm-hmm. who is double checking the locks and growling at uh, what you would imagine to be a monster, but instead is this as the as the uh, Episode description said a beautiful young woman is in. Yeah, yeah. This is a. This actually reminds me a lot of The Witcher. It's always like um, some ugly ass dude. Yep. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. some fair maiden who's secretly a, a pterodactyl or something. Exactly. Um, yeah. A lot of pterodactyls. Yeah, a lot of pterodactyls on The Witcher. If y'all haven't, if y'all haven't clued into. Too, the, yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of a running bit. Uh, <laughs> all the pterodactyls. We see Netflix uh, season three is basically he, the land before time. So just just yeah, just as a warning, yeah. just, <laughs> just as a warning, if you don't like dinosaurs, um, <laughs> we we see Gaius. He's he's at an appointment. Um, and him and Merlin, they they leave the appointment. They sit back home. It's you know still nighttime. Um, the girl in the cage, in this carriage, she kind of jumps out and scares Merlin. Um, and she's looking for help. And 
she says she was caught by this bounty hunter. So Merlin immediately is like, uh, I don't see anything wrong with this. I'm going to, uh, I want to free her. And Guy's just like, bro, no, That's... don't fuck with the bounty hunters. You'll straight up be killed. Also, you don't know who this girl is. Relax. Um, but you know, it's he's not going to relax because him and um, and this caged girl share meaningful glances. So yes. we know something's up. So immediately flirty, uh, just because Merlin falls in love with everybody he sees. It's so true. So that evening, uh, he sneaks out of the lab past a snoring Gaius, uh, and he's headed back to the girl. He stops in at the end, scopes it out. The bounty hunter's in there, double fisting some turkey legs. You gotta love that shit. Uh, yeah, I, honestly, a little bit of respect for this guy's diet. A little bit. I mean, dude, like, you gotta go all in. When you go to the medieval yeah. circus or whatever that, like, event is, like, you, you just you just grab the meat and eat it with your hands. You don't fuck around with utensils. That's right. That's right. Um, he rushes to the door, and in a kind of a surprising move for, for Merlin, just straight up uses magic directly in front of her to open it, not only the door, but her shackles as well. Like... Uh, a little he just goes for it dude he's like screw it he's been he's been wanting to share his his magical talents with somebody and i think this caged young girl is just just the person to do it with (laughs) that's right hey that's right she can't run from you right merlin got her merlin you did it you did it got her uh Uh, now this there's got to be something where he sort of he just knows he knows it's okay i don't know i i kind of wish that they had like leaned on the druid thing a little bit more just so that they, mm-hmm. he could identify because like he's you know he's he's pretty openly used magic in front of druids i don't think he's he's concerned about it uh true but and, and maybe they do and i just missed it uh maybe there was like a tattoo yeah. or something i think there is later yeah. but uh it just seemed like it just kind of took me like i was like whoa so he's just he's just all in with this girl so okay he's just going for <laughs> all right go Merlin. let's do this uh he grabs her and they start to run when the bounty hunter com- hunt comes out uh, and notices that she's gone. And as he's looking around, uh, Merlin drags her into, uh, kind of hides her a little bit and then causes a shingle to fall on his head, which I think is very, very funny. Mischief. Every time. Every time, man. It's so good. That's what the, we should have called this podcast was Merlin's Mischief. Because Merlin's that's all he's mischief. ever getting up to. That's or not... it's either mischief or it's murder. Sometimes both, Chris. Sometimes one leads to the other. Sometimes it's both. Um, they end up fleeing into like an undercroft, is what I decided to call it. Okay, it sounded cool. <laughs> That's a word. Um, but I guess it's just like the tunnels under Camelot. I don't know. No, no, it's, it's the undercroft from here on out. Anytime we see tunnels, it's going to be the capital U undercroft. Um, yeah, this is the undercroft. It's like the lab. That's a location with a proper noun. This mm-hmm. is the undercroft. Um, Mostly, this girl just wants to know my, why Merlin uh, helped her, why he would mess with the um, bounty hunter and get himself into the situation. She's terrified. Um, and he just says, hey, that could have been me in that cage. Merlin, we know that's not your entire motivation. It's that you, again, fall in love with everyone you meet. Um, but yeah, he, he is relating again. And I think after last episode, feeling that comfort from Arthur and then having to be like, wait, no, actually, magic is evil. You should hate it forever. Um, he's just vulnerable, you know? Yeah, it's just a absolutely. series of vulnerabilities stacking up for Merlin, and he just wants a friend. Uh, we we joke we joke a lot about you know him <laughs> just falling in love with everybody, but I he I, he's just searching for some true companionship. Yeah, and maybe he's being naive about it, but I also think that that he's he's a young man, as they say, or a young boy, as they say in the intro of every episode. And you know he's he's just naive. Yeah, I mean he's I don't know like. Obviously, the actor is over eighteen, but I, I get the vibe that like these characters are all supposed to be teenagers, even though they're in their yeah. mid twenties. Um, there's a real funny scene here where she's like, obviously cold and like doesn't have, like she's not fully covered or whatever. So he like takes off his overcoat or, or whatever the fuck it is, and it just mm-hmm. looks like just the smallest piece of fabric that you could ever put yeah. on. And I'm like, why are you even He's like, wearing here? This? Take my scarf. Yes, <laughs> take this. Take <laughs> this, this small bandana. piece of fabric. <laughs> Um, they introduce themselves, uh, and the next morning, uh, Merlin is looking for food uh, around the mm. lab. He finds a biscuit uh, and then a dried apple and some things, which I wouldn't eat food out of the lab ever. No. It's no. not a good idea. Gaius, even the stuff that Gaius serves is a little bit questionable. 100%. I think that Gaius, we, we see Gaius often as, as he's portrayed as a, as a kind of kindly father figure. He's doing like good parenting things. Even though he sides with Uther, he's a little bit problematic. He still does kindly parenting things to Merlin. But he also loves to serve him the grossest, nastiest shit. And I don't think that he has to. I think he just likes to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, sometimes... So it, any, any leftovers from that place are not going to be not going to be great. Uh, but you know who has the dope food? It's Arthur. Oh. 
<laughs> the one and only. I uh, I love this is another this is another segment of Merlin's mischief where he goes to Arthur's chambers. He steals uh, some meat breed bread breed is what I almost said. That's not yeah. He steals some breed. Yeah, he steals some breed, which is probably an Ao3 tag at this point. Um, he steals oh. some bread, <laughs> meat, and cheese, uh, and then he could just leave at this point. But instead, he wakes Arthur up, and when Arthur notices that his food is like not as plentiful as bountiful as usual he kind of like makes it arthur's fault it's like we got to keep you in shape <laughs> we gotta, yeah. we gotta, this is all you need today this is arthur's confusion at merlin calling him fat <laughs> the whole episode is really funny <laughs> it's so good it's another one of these like classic example where there's an extremely like emotional and serious plot line happening and then underneath it is merlin and arthur's adventures together <laughs> just uh-huh. like their comical adventures together and it's hilarious to me um yeah and it's just the i i this this joke i think could have gone really poorly or been really annoying but just the just i don't know it kills me it kills me the whole time um but arthur is of course like okay go go do my chores for me um typical typical arthur chore routine Mm -hmm. um and so he merlin isn't able to um bring the food for a very long time but we're not going to get to that for now uh because uh merlin decides to boil arthur's bathtub and and scald him yeah uh and of course you know arthur like tries to step into this thing he's like ow uh and then he throws a pot of water on merlin's face to to wake him up uh so just you know just our, our comic b store b plot happening yeah uh, typical typical meanwhile the bounty hunter has gone to uther to uh i think feel like this is the first time we realize that she is a druid girl uh but he's mm-hmm. telling uther that the druid girl escaped from his cage last night and he warns uther that the girl is cursed so bad that even yeah. the druids were scared of her which is as they know unheard of by the druids they will literally accept everybody yeah they got mordred hanging out and i know that he's not like outwardly evil but like look at him yeah they're (laughs) just the most they're just the (laughs) nicest people i mean that's what they're saying about the druids like they're the nicest people except to this chick (laughs) everyone they love everybody she's bad you know she's dangerous um he says he saw two figures running away so now he knows that somebody helped her um and they're gonna do up they're gonna do a search they're gonna do a lineup and then i think we just cut straight to them in town with a lineup of all the 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 villagers coming forward uh and being looked at one by one by hallig the bounty hunter i think his name's hallig i wrote it down at some point we haven't gotten to it yet but merlin is in line merlin's in the suspect line he's allowed to go without questioning but Halleck gives him a little little glance back, like, hmm, I recognize that scarf. Hmm. <laughs> maybe that maybe that man just fall, fell in love with me by looking in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, instead, Merlin makes it back to Freya, uh, and she kind of freaks out as he shakes her awake. Uh, but she's extremely happy to, you know, actually have some food to eat. And as she does, uh, Merlin goes on a little small talk mission. Hey, let me see those tattoos, girl. What do they mean? What do they symbolize for you? Where yeah. are you from? What's your favorite Fifty Cent album? And she's like, I don't, I don't have one. She's, she's like, just... well, this one is the Sublime album cover. Um... Okay, all right. Well, that's good. I, I... Oh, you have a Sublime. Okay, okay. Um, rough start, but okay. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and Green Day, Green Day, and Sublime. And are, Green are Day, you? Huh? Uh, so you're a California huh. kind of chick, or so no? You just got the word Dookie. Oh, that's interesting. Cool. <laughs> interesting. Is this is this a Druid thing? No. Okay. Yeah. So no. Oh, cool. Okay. Cool. 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 Okay. Cool. All right. Um, and she's of course says, Hey, you can't flirt with me. I'm cursed. And he's, and Merlin thinks that, Oh, she just thinks that magic is a curse. So he's like, Hey, check out this neat trick. And he like takes the flames from three candles and makes them do a circle in the air. And she's like, Whoa, I have not seen graphics like this since the last time I went to a sublime concert. This is amazing. The fireworks. This is great. This is better than the red hot chili peppers in, in 2004. Like (laughs) this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, I saw a video of a, I guess a recent red hot chili peppers concert. And it was from like, I guess the side of the stage and that fucking weirdo bass player flea was just uh, being flea and like just doing flea things on the, on the stage. Just sort of buzzing around. Just sort of buzzing around and, and like vibrating in a, high intensity and i just couldn't i can't i just i don't i I don't it's too much for me chris it's too much Listen, i got nothing against the chili peppers but i've never been a fan um it's one of those bands where you're like okay you're doing your thing i respect you but i'm not gonna listen hey look Um, i I was alive when um under the bridge came out right like i mean everybody uh, croons under the bridge the karaoke bar i get it but like i don't know man like do we still need flea on stage like can we get another i don't know i mean if he's literally he's buzzing around and i think we got to figure out What's causing we that? Need some, <laughs> we saying. need some flea control is what I'm saying, Chris. 
Um, anyway, so Merlin's flirting, doing a little magic trick, <laughs> telling them about the, the concerts he's been to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, okay, anyway, I've, I've completed my flirting checklist. Um, I'm going to leave now. Uh, but he promises to come back. Yes. Again, uh, she's being housed under, in the Undercroft. Yeah, this is all happening in the Undercroft still. We With don't... The sing- well, she's got these single candle flames, these three little candle flames. Well, she did uh, but, until, you know. She did <laughs> until he did a magic trick, and now they're sort of just hovering in the air. And she's like, well, now I can't relight my candles because I don't, <laughs> I can't get over them. I don't know what's going on. Um, we go over to the lab uh where when merlin gets back where gaius is immediately suspicious that merlin has some involvement with this girl's disappearing with the girl escaping uh merlin tries to lie uh gaius sees through it and basically just does one of those you know that if you helped her you're going to be in big trouble um and but merlin does not believe this he believes that he is immune to such troubles uh and it's time to go steal some food from Big Arthur, which is what we're going to call yep. him from now on, Large Arthur. Um, Can we dude, call him? He just goes for like the whole plate. He doesn't just like sn- like snatch a sausage. He's like, I'm going to take all of it. I'm going to take all of this plate. Uh, this is hysterical, right? Like when he's using the magic yeah. to like shoot a chicken wing into like a pot, and he has to catch <laughs> the chicken wing with the pot. Like yeah. that's this is fucking hilarious. Uh. Now, gaslighting's not funny, but the way he gaslights Arthur here is very funny. It's very <laughs> funny, first, yeah. Because first he's like, you know, you've we, well, we got to stop you from eating too much. And he's like, Merlin, I've barely had any anything to eat. And he's like, then why is your plate empty? <laughs> he's literally <laughs> making Arthur think that he's eating without thinking about it and that he's already eaten his breakfast. He's like, what the fuck is uh, happening to me? Because Merlin's, Merlin's quite mischievous, but he's never pulled anything like this before. This is a little this is a little daring for, for Merlin, and yeah. it's only because the love of his life is involved. because he's fallen in love uh, for the first time. That's right the love of his life that's right <laughs> um, um he rushes back yeah. to freya uh but along the way is stopped by the bounty hunter uh who is suspicious that he's carrying food uh and starts to question uh merlin and basically is saying like you know hey i think you're involved in this uh it's leading up to a physical confrontation where he's about to punch merlin in the face when arthur shows up and just puts a stop to it and kicks this dude out. Uh, but then Arthur realizes that and sees all of the stolen sausages, all of this loot that Merlin has, all of this yeah. food loot, and he's very upset about it. He goes, he goes from being like Merlin has my absolute trust <laughs> to Merlin, why the fuck are my sausages all over the floor of this yeah. prison cell that you were dragged to? Um, and then Merlin is basically just like, "You're not fat because I'm helping you not be fat." He's essentially being like, "I'm stealing your food because I'm concerned about you." Oh, I, lo- I love the line. It's Merlin says that no, it's because he's fat, and Arthur is like, "I'm yeah. not fat," and Merlin's like, "Yeah, see, it's working." <laughs> Ladies, if your boyfriend's pulling some shit like this, get out. Get out. Not good. Get for out. You. This is a but bad thing. If yeah. Merlin is doing it to arthur it's fun yes absolutely um merlin eventually is able to deliver this food to freya uh and she starts telling him about uh spending the time in the cage she was in there for a few days and about her homeland uh which was beside a lake uh next to some mountains with wildflowers and sunlight and then sounds dope and, and then her whole family died uh, that, that that's way less dope, Freya. <laughs> yeah, can you take us back to the to the RHCP hey, can concert? Can we go back to the pub where you talk about flowers? <laughs> Earl's oh, just uh, smoking a spliff in the undercroft. He's just you know kick back, talking about old times. He's like, whoa, yeah, you're kind of harsh in the vibe with that dead family shit. You ever seen STP? STP's pretty good. I think they're pretty good. Like <laughs> I know that dude had a lot good. of problems, but they're pretty good. Only like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe they were the best of the modern grunge movement. That's all I'm saying. I for think you. they might have been. I was always, I always said pilots were better than Nirvana. I always said it. I She's think, like, I think that holds that true voice? today. TikTok kids may be wearing Nirvana shirts, but you know, I'm, I still think that Stone Temple Pilots needs will get their due one day. I really do. <laughs> Why is Merlin talking like this? He's like an aged bass player in California. He's like, hey, you know what I really like? Hey, here comes the rooster. That's it. He's like, what? I, I'm, I'm 90% sure that's Alice in Chains, my friend. That is Alice in Chains, that is. <laughs> um, you, anyway. you can't out-grunge me. I was alive in 1990. And you I know. I, I wasn't born. <laughs> Kirk Cobain died when I was in fucking uh, preschool, so I don't know. <laughs> what are we Take talking about? Take a sip of coffee, back into it. Um, anyway, he's like, yo, that sounds so sick. Wouldn't it be like really tight if I brought you back there one day? Um because she wants to go home, and he's like, I could do that for you. Yeah. I could take care of you. I could bring you home. Um, I could be your hero, baby. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> We're going to cover every popular <laughs> 90s rock band at this point. That's right. Oh, man. Um, 
my uh my sister and I were talking about horror movies, and she said, uh, "I just you know." I don't like the. She was st- saying how she doesn't like the like slasher kind of gore stuff, and she's like, you know, and I, yeah. I respect you know all of those Rob Thomas movies, and I was like, the guy from Matchbox Twenty, is that who you, you're talking about, Rob Thomas? And she's like, no, 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 the other guy, and I was like, the director named Rob Thomas who did the iZombie TV show, and she's like, no, 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 the other guy, and I'm like, Rob Zombie, is that who you're trying to get to? <laughs> she felt you remembered the Rob part, the mundane part. I just not the part that really makes them stand out. The idea of uh, the dude from Matchbox Twenty making like slasher movies in the early two thousands is very hilarious to me. I just think yeah. that's very yeah. funny. <laughs> it's before he got into you know music. He, um, so okay, so he's like, I can be your hero, baby. I can kiss away your pain. Um, but uh, he's like, hey, yeah, you're not on your own anymore. I'm going to look after you. We're going to be together. It's going to be dope. And she's like, you're moving pretty fast. It's going really um, fast. For yeah. a guy who's <laughs> keeping me locked in an undercroft. But I appreciate it. Um, they're holding hands and shit. But then he's like, hey, I got to go because they already suspect me. So definitely hanging out here for six hours when I was supposed to be with the prince is probably not my smoothest move. Um, but as I was making fun of Merlin in my notes about how he's like head over heels for her. I have but too. Yeah, I've done the to same. To be thing. fair, she seems like she's pretty smitten with him as well. It's interesting that you say the word smitten because I have written down Merlin has never seen a hot girl with magic before and he is totally smitten. Um, except that he has totally oh. seen a hot girl with magic before. <laughs> like that's yeah, just happened a know, couple of times. He knows at least one or two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he suspects like 10. <laughs> like he's mm-hmm. at any point he he would believe that Gwen just has magic. He battled Nimue. Mm-hmm. And then he he tussled with Morgos, and mm-hmm. then he just like he's just like roommates with Morgana. <laughs> and yeah, I was gonna say also Morgana. We don't know if Gwen has magic. I think her magic is her, um, her uh, Justin pure heart or something. Well, and her ability to show up and and like in the middle of the night, <laughs> she's just her her ability to be on call twenty four seven. Oh yeah, she's dude. She's on call twenty four seven. That's a that's a that's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um. We go. We 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 cut to the nighttime, and there's a, yeah. a young couple walking through the streets of Camelot, uh, and this is filmed like from the monster perspective that we we mm-hmm. all know and love. So POV. there's there's something stalking this. POV, young couple. you're a dirty, stinky monster. POV, you are a dirty, stinky druid monster uh, who has not had anything but Arthur's <laughs> breakfast in weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this couple gets attacked. We hear uh, some screaming and some breathing, and then the, the, we don't see anything though. Uh, and then the next morning, they investigate the crime scene, and Gaius is like, "Oh, this is definitely like a super wild creature. Uh, this is definitely like a dirty, stinky monster. This is definitely <laughs> a dirty, stinky magic monster." And Uther is like, "You know, I'm anti magic, but did you have to throw the stinky in there? Like, do we yeah, do seems... we know that? Like, I think it could maybe throw Show some civility, Gaius. <laughs> Gaius, please." Uh, <laughs> Arthur says, "Like, oh, there's no." tracks and Gaius is like sure there is there's some dirty stinky tracks right there and Uther is like come on not everything you can't <laughs> Uther's looking at Arthur like did I not just say the words guy? you lose all meaning the more you use them I can't now I can't even hear them correctly okay I don't even know what you're saying now when you're saying it Surdy dinky what did you say I can't even okay um uh, so U- Uther uh, rightly assumes this has got to be a magical creature it's just gotta be it's gotta be so Gaius goes home and he hits the books um meanwhile Merlin has uh, uh, commandeered <laughs> some bread somewhere, mm-hmm. and he brings it down to the Undercroft, down to Freya. He conjures up some strawberries for her. I mean, that's that's a move right there. Like that's you go on a picnic with your girl, and suddenly, boom, girl, I made strawberries out of magic. That's cool. That's pretty flirty, Merlin. But it wasn't a strawberry. Um, that's the problem. Except it wasn't a strawberry. Yeah, um, it was a it rose. Was just a flower. Yeah, yeah. And she's over there hungry <laughs> as motherfucker, going like, "I don't even have a vase. I can't eat this. I live in the Undercroft. <laughs> There's no vases yeah. in the Undercroft, Merlin. If I eat one more carb, I'm gonna die. I need uh, a vitamin. <laughs> I, I need I, any I, kind of vitamin. <laughs> I got scurvy down here. <laughs> You're giving me scurvy, Merlin. What the hell? Can you, can you get a lemon? I'll suck on a lemon, anything. This is all Merlin's like long-winded attempt just to, to negger into loving him just by giving her scurvy yeah. and making her reliant yeah, Merlin, upon him. He's, he's currently doing the same thing to Arthur. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Merlin's not a wizard. He just gives people scurvy. No. Yeah, he's, damn, this guy's problematic. Um <laughs> And he gives her a flower, which is sweet, but again, she's like, I can't eat it. I can't eat um, this. Yeah, I can't eat this, and I can't know, wear this. Which why, is... why are you so good to me, she says. Um, and he's like, I can't help it. And she's like, you know what would be really great? If this was a fucking strawberry. Um, but no, he says, um, he's, he's like, he can't help but be nice to her because he feels like he can be himself around her. 
um which is sweet that's again that's young love that's the um not really thinking about anything like i can i just like being nice to you i like being around you um but she warns him once again hey like you can uh turn um strawberries into flowers <laughs> but i'm not like you there's something I'm, I'm i'm different from you but before she can really explain they hear a noise and then they find out that merlin was followed um and they hide uh merlin again promises that he's going to protect her that he can be her hero baby that he'll kiss away her pain um she's super special he's not scared of her or anything that she's got going on with her um and then they kiss and i am not 100 percent sure but this i think this is merlin's first smooch of the series i believe it is uh it's definitely the first one that he's cried through regardless of whether sure. it's not his first For one sure. i uh won't I, be the last won't I, be the last it's it is interesting that they are leaning on like this sensitive boy who is so kind of caught up in the emotions that when he kisses this girl like a single tear escapes from his eyes but also yeah. at the same time it is hysterical uh i, I just I, like the this, this whole idea like i remember I vaguely remember my like first real kiss um and it was just it was just more fear than anything like i was just sure. I, I just no I didn't, not I didn't, a single tear not a single tear and i granted i wasn't 24 years old so maybe yeah. by the time i would have been a little bit more emotional <laughs> there, wasn't about as, it. there wasn't as much uh, emphasis behind it yeah yeah it wasn't maybe quite as important uh but uh yeah it's just it's just very funny to me also i don't know what was going on this is uh listeners I, we, we mentioned this earlier but it's been a little while since we uh since i at least since i watched this episode and wrote, wrote these notes but for some reason i have it in here and then they kiss and then i wrote a smooch a smacker <laughs> i don't know oh, why <laughs> that's a smacker that's a, that's a smacker um what was this show t- t- 2010 roughly this show uh, yeah when did this yeah, come yeah, out? yeah 2010 so yeah that's definitely like the the sensitive boy was definitely in yeah we're at the tail end of the emo movement you know okay. sure sure um, sure we didn't we didn't need them to be um uh depressed anymore but they they did need to uh still be sensitive so merlin's got a sensitive smooch on uh we go back to the lab where merlin is just like singing sublime to himself while, so while happy, eating dude. i don't practice time for beyond i don't got no what okay what the absolutely fuck? not no absolutely not no i i tolerate a lot in this laboratory, Merlin. I, I, He's like, oh no. He called it the laboratory. That means I'm in trouble. <laughs> I <laughs> will not. Bust out your full name, you're in trouble. I will not tolerate. Uh, I don't, what genre would you say Sublime is? Is it like. I don't know. Ska um, rap? Is that what you would. I don't. Reggae? But not really. I don't know. I, I genuinely. I, I, not a Sublime guy, so I couldn't tell you. You never listened to any of those albums? And not, not, it's not your, I not think your they thing? have some kind of like punkish, like ska, maybe early records that were like kind of cool, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, I couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you. doesn't matter because it's annoying when people uh, yeah. sing while they that eat. That one song is really annoying, so I've based my entire opinion on the band around that one song. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gaius is like, hey, if you're so happy, why don't you do some chores? And Berlin's like, nope. I am going out and like leaves. Um, and he rushes back to Freya, uh, who is of course like, Hey, you need to be careful. And Merlin's like, no worries. Me and you are going to get out of Camelot. Uh, you're not going to. And she's like, I'm going to miss you. And you're like, and he's like, no, you're not. Cause I'm coming with you. We're husband and wife yeah. now sign this piece of paper. And she's like, Whoa, please sign this. Wait he's a minute. Like, Hold up. It's this been is, 24 hours and it, you haven't fed me for most of this. This is, this is a prenuptial agreement, Merlin. I don't yeah. think that we're quite here yet. He's like, Just, he's like, well, yeah, but we're getting married but if we get divorced you can't have my stuff <laughs> you can't have anything that belongs I just to me wanna, i just want to make that clear yeah yeah every all the food that i bring to this relationship is mine to keep is what i'm saying yeah. like you could share it but like you can't you can't have it when i'm gone is what i'm saying yeah um all right where are we they're always running she's always running he's very intense gonna mm-hmm. go with her um okay they can go back to where she's from that's what he decides okay great merlin then sneaks into morgana's room jeremy mm. We got to stop letting people sneak into Morgana's room. It's making him uncomfortable. Got to lock it. Got to lock that door. We got to lock that door. Somebody, like, I mean, Gwen feel, was there. I feel like this is Gwen's fault. This is Gwen's fault. Almost 100%. Gwen, I'm surprised that Morgana was not just sleeping helplessly when he came in. But um, <laughs> That's 90% of what she does on the show. That's what she does. Um, Stands behind the so curtain he, or sleeps helplessly. <laughs> uh, maybe she was behind the curtain. Maybe that's kind of her thing. She likes to see if anybody sleeps in. And, sneaks sneaks in. It. and then she writes about it in her zine. I love it. Um, Absolutely love it. So he sneaks into her room and then goes into her closet and steals one of her dresses. Um, and that's when Gwen comes out and she's like, uh, hold up, Merlin. <laughs> I love this. What's I, going on I here? love this line delivery from Gwen because she says, 
I'm sure there's an obvious explanation. And like the <laughs> smile on her face when she's doing it is like Merlin's mischief is back at it again. I am yeah. I cannot wait to know. And of course he lies. He's like moths. Yeah. And yep. and when she's when he says moths, her face like lights up. Like I think she genuinely probably had a problem like not breaking character of the scene, the, the actor, because mm-hmm. she, her eyes get really big and she's like moths. <laughs> hilarious um, and he then he just leaves <laughs> yeah. he just takes it he leaves her confused and then as he's running down the hall he also he passes by arthur who also looks at he doesn't say anything to arthur as he passes but arthur's very confused that he turns and he stops him and he's like oh i'm running an errand for gaius and he's like you're running an errand for gaius and then he just is like okay clearly this is for merlin to wear and Marilyn is like, no, no, no. And then Arthur says, hey, as long as you do a decent day's work, that's all I care about. Yeah, you do you do what you Ar- got to do in Arthur your own time. Arthur kind of just said trans rights. Because um, <laughs> he just assumed, hey, this is this is, this is is Merlin's life. I don't care, bro. Do whatever you want to do. But I, as long as you can work, I don't care. Arthur says trans rights is not what the, the, the thing that I had on my bucket list at all during this. Um, <laughs> we do a, it's, it's night again on the streets of Camelot. And uh, POV, you're a stinky, dirty monster. And uh, this, this time it's tracking two guards in the streets. Uh, we they hear, smell you before they can ever see you. We hear some flapping of, of the wings and then uh, the beast attacks them. And then we just smash cut over to Gaius uh, who says, oh yeah, this is definitely the same dirty, stinky monster. Um, and Uther's just shaking his head at this point. <laughs> and uh, somebody says that there was a witness this time and they saw a huge black cat with wings and Gaius is like, mm, pretty sure this is a dirty, stinky monster. I don't care what that witness yeah. says. <laughs> Uther's like, it sounds like it was a huge black cat with wings. <laughs> nope. Dirty, stinky monster. Dirty, stinky monster. Um, definitely a dirty, stinky monster. I so I was co- so convinced this whole time. Like, yeah, she's a werewolf. Yeah, like, yeah. Her name's Freya. Yeah, she's a werewolf. She's a wolf. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a hundred percent. That's a name you give to a werewolf. That's that, that's some um, wolf no, shit. No, it turns happening. out. Yeah, she's a dirty, stinky monster. Um, Uther wants to know what's going on, and Gaius is like, "I know, but I cannot tell you until I confirm it." I'm like, "That's just tell, just tell him that you don't know, bro." Just give him your like <laughs> hypothesis or something. Um, meanwhile, Merlin delivers Morgana's dress to Freya, who is very excited, and then realizes like, "Oh shit, uh, this I, I can't live this life. Like this is a lie." Mm-hmm. And she refuses to take the dress uh, and tells Merlin that she does not deserve it uh, and that he should take it away. Uh, and of course. Merlin does not do she's that. She's actually just being pragmatic because she's like, several people saw you steal this dress. If they see me in it, they're going to know it's stolen property. Yeah. I, and <laughs> Again, I, <laughs> from the from the de facto princess of Camelot. <laughs> and like, and she has to be looking at the dress and going like, and also like, I'm not really like into the goth thing. Like, can you, yeah. is there it's a way, I'm, I'm way more of like an earthy vibe. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. My jam. <laughs> do you have a hippie friend that you could go? Have like a, do you have anybody like in a sublime t-shirts? Because I lost mine and I would love another. <laughs> Do you have hot topic? Do you have like a hot topic here? Do you guys have a Spencer's gifts in Camelot? We were talking about Sandman um, on the out in the outtakes, and somebody described that dude as um, a guy that would be like really, really into hot topic, like uncomfortably yeah. into hot topic, just yeah, yeah, yeah. unironically into a hot mm-hmm. topic. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, Merlin doesn't listen, and he says they're going to leave tonight. He's um, like, we're not getting you a maybe maybe I could get you a chili pepper shirt, but I'm not getting you a sublime shirt. We're leaving tonight. Uh she says we're gonna need some sort of supplies. He's like, No problem, I'll get this as long as you give me another little smacker and another little smooch. So they do a little bit more smooching, and when he turns around and leaves, she says, Goodbye, Merlin. But uh, but mm-hmm. just to his back. He and he turns she knows she's a she's a dirty sneaky monster. Yeah, yeah. And he turns around and I was like, What was that? And she's like, uh nothing. I just I was just um deterring yeah. no, no big deal. Go get the supplies. Sorry. Yeah, go get the supplies, please. Um uh, Gaius finds Merlin at home. And he's like, hey, bro, we need to sit down and talk. Um, we got to go over some things. There have been some deaths. And I am 95% sure that you tried to free the druid girl. And I got to tell you, she's not just a druid girl. She's also a dirty, stinky monster. Um, and that is a little rude 
Merlin says. She's not a dirty, stinky monster. Also, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's my dirty, stinky monster you're talking about. God damn it, <laughs> says Merlin. Uh, uh, Gaia says that he believes it's a bastard, a, a nightmare creature uh, that she turns into. I don't even into. know about this one. Uh, this is a new one to me. Yeah, she turns into it at midnight of every night. Uh, and he tries to get Merlin to tell him the truth, but Merlin just insists on lying. Um, He's like, would I really save a dirty, stinky monster? Does it sound like something I would do? <laughs> and then he... Um, Merlin just says, like, like, I don't know, kind of. Kind of? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, You're kind of a weird cat, my man. You're kind of a weird dude. Saving dirty, sticky monsters is not something I wouldn't expect you to do. That's yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's on your profile. I'm just saying, like, you, 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 people need to be people need to know that about you. Like, when they ask people me what, what's up with Merlin, that's one of the first things that I tell them about you. For is, sure. Is it's your dirty, sticky monsters. And Merlin's like, this explains a lot about how people approach me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, didn't know yeah. I didn't know they were co- they were coming with this information preloaded. I thought that they were just... Yeah. You know, gonna find that out eventually, but no. But okay, all right, working with the with the deck stacked against me here, but that's okay. Um, there was a time before you thought twice before lying to me, says Gaius, mm. which is pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, and this causes Merlin to finally tell the truth. Um, he's like, "Hey, I was just trying to do the right thing. Freya isn't a dirty, sneaky monster." Uh, and Gaius is like, "No, she definitely is." She definitely is. I can smell She's it on you. She's just a girl um, in the world. And Gaius is like, hey, you know, I'm not going to stop you from doing your thing, but I can't let her kill more innocent people, and I'm going to tell Earth Uther. So Merlin realizes, oh, shit, I got to do this now. Um, but when he gets down to the Undercroft, she ain't there. This is a, I just want to say, too, this is a shitty move from Gaius, by the way. Like, I know mm-hmm. that he has to protect, like, the, the citizens or whatever, but, like, running yeah. to go tell Uther is is... Uh, he was given a homework assignment, and if he doesn't turn it in on time, he's in trouble. Yeah, it's teacher's pet bullshit. It's it's just it's yeah. just absolutely it's the I don't like it. Uh, this is this is the guy that I kind of hate. Um, yeah, Merlin is goes back to the lab uh, after he finds Freya missing, and he's laying there all depressed when Gaius comes back, and Gaius is trying to commiserate with them and saying that he understands how he feels, and Merlin says there's no way he can, and he says, "Do you know how it feels to be a monster?" Uh, and then he goes on to say that, you know, she she doesn't deserve to die for being who she is. And I just I just hope she's safe. And of course, this is all mixed up in how Merlin is seeing himself um, just in this last mm-hmm. episode with the whole thing with the Uther and Arthur that we talked about of, you know, he had the opportunity to show Arthur that all magic isn't bad. And then instead kind of underlined that magic is bad, um, preventing himself from making these connections with people because of his abilities, which he didn't ask for. And he was just born with uh, a lot of a lot of parallels here here. Uh, yeah. And it's it's Definitely. and it's all interrupted when the bells, the castle bells, begin Uh-oh. to ring. Uh oh. Um, and then POV, we see a dirty, sneaky monster mm. running. Um, and um, yeah, we see her running. I don't, actually, actually, I don't know if she's transformed yet. It's not important. Um, Merlin was looking for her. Everybody's out looking for her because they're like, hey, this, this shit's popping off. Um, unfortunately, Arthur and Halleck catch her first. She isn't. She yeah. She's in dirty, sticky monster form. They actually they do they do the CGI. They, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Show they, they show the transformation. The, the yeah. panther with wings. Mm-hmm. This is this is actually really good. Um, uh, yeah. uh, for this show in season two, I think like she yeah, she falls on the floor. Good. She grows claws, fangs, wings. Uh, full on panther mode. Um, everybody draws their weapons. Uh, the beast, Freya the beast, attacks the bounty hunter. It kind of scares off the Arthur guards. looks on, and I don't know if it was just the lighting or his choice as an actor, but he's just looking at her with like the funniest face. And it's not like he's pulling a face. It's not like he's trying to be funny. But just like this sheer bewilderment of, <laughs> of like, what am I looking at? I feel what? like they just showed him off off camera. They just showed him a really strange picture. And he just looks at it like, what? It, what? <laughs> what yeah. is this? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to remember that, uh, you know, it's they're they're looking at a green tennis ball during all of this like they're mm-hmm. acting to like nothing um it's really wild like seeing the behind the scenes of any modern movie especially like a a superhero like an mcu movie or something and they're just in an empty room <laughs> with nothing yeah. around them and like acting towards yeah. each other it's just very bizarre um so yeah he does have a, a pretty weird face uh he's able to like wing her he, he like gets an attack on her uh mm-hmm. and then but she's she's able to leave and then there's kind of a pursuit uh and then they corner the monster and they corner it just as Merlin shows up in the courtyard. Uh, and as the knights advance on this monster, the the thing tries to hide. Uh, Merlin looks up, classic Merlin spell here, right in his back pocket, always on cue. Uh, there's something up high and I want it to fall down low. That's mm-hmm. the, is the name mm-hmm. of the spell. That's his move. Uh, That's his move. 
This time it's a rot gargoyle and it narrowly misses Arthur, uh, yeah, which is kind of scary. Yeah, that was a scary. risky, risky move there. Um, but it, she comes. She was clearly going to to fight back until she sees Merlin, which is interesting that even in her bestial form, she's able to um, calm down a little bit. But he's still got to drop a gargoyle. And uh, Freya, in the confusion, leaves, uh, and Merlin goes back to the Undercroft where she is. Uh, um. But she's still transformed. She's still the beast. Yeah. And yeah. He, he touches her and she like turns around and leaves crying and limping. He follows her and then eventually finds just Freya uh, having transformed back into her human form, uh, crying on the ground. Um, he covers her with her scarf, with with, with another scarf. Uh, yeah, the second scarf. And she... His, his, his work rag for his that work, day. His work rags. Uh, and she's crying and says, you know, she was cursed by a sorceress uh, to kill forever. Uh, but now the wound that she got from Arthur is too deep and she will die. Um, and, but for Merlin, it's, this is, this is not the ending that he wanted for Freya. No. Uh, and so he takes off all of her clothes <laughs> and puts mm-hmm. her in Morgana's dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally, totally chill thing to do. <laughs> she thought, normal, normal, just normal stuff Especially do, because yeah. as soon as he gets to the lake, she's still alive. So she was, uh-huh. she was, you know, alive during that process, which is unfortunately interesting. Um, um, he had to carry her out of Camelot and I just, I want to know how he got out. I want to know how he carried her that far. Cause I don't think Berlin's that strong to carry a human woman out past Camelot into the forest out to the lake I know that lake is probably nearby but that's just a lot that's just a lot devil's in the details it's not important Um, (laughs) but she uh, she's she's hurting they're out there Mm -hmm. and he says he still wants to save her and um, she says that he already has Um, and he's you know he brought he brought some love and kindness to the the end of her cursed life Uh, and she says that one day she will repay him uh, she promises him this. I don't know if that's going to come back. I don't know. But she promises that one day she'll repay him, and then she dies. So, I mean, timeline on when she was going to repay him seems like it really shortened <laughs> up right there. But, um, yeah. but hey, you never know. And, dude, poor Merlin. Uh, finally meets a girl, and she immediately gets fridged. He's like, Riders, why did you do this to me? <laughs> I went. I, he's wearing a sublime shirt. Like, I don't even like this band. I don't even like this band. <laughs> I was willing to what listen to it just for her. <laughs> Um, he, uh, he, he builds a little raft for her out of the local vegetation, uh, and, and lays her down in it and then uses the old tried and true boat motor spell from the season one finale. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. the boat motor spell. Uh, and he sends her to the middle of the lake where he then sets her on fire, which is yep. a little, I mean, I get it. Like this is, but this Intense, is tense, but yeah, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a lot. It's, I mean, like if I'm sure some people somewhere are looking down and going, like, man, he didn't even really like question that whole fire thing. Wow, he's no, okay. He just went for it. Cool. He just went for it. Um, um, yeah. We go back it's to the shame lab. that you know Merlin meets a, a another magical person and um, is able to express him true his true self, and then they die. Uh, they're they're robbed from him. So bummer, bummer for this guy. Yeah, super bummer. It's very sad. Uh, you know, Merlin's crying the entire time. I think it's raining. Like it's it's a it's a very emotional and 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 a very heartfelt scene. Um, mm-hmm. Merlin Merlin goes back to the lab where he finds Gaius. Uh, Merlin apologizes. Uh, tells Gaius that Freya Freya is dead. We're not going to be a threat. Um, Gaius is you know understanding at this but not like forgiving uh and we don't live in that scene very long instead we go back to yeah. arthur's chambers uh where merlin is just like kind of dispiritedly scrubbing some boots um mm. and you know merlin's is like oh i guess you're just here to give me chores and arthur's like yeah. kind of does the surprising thing and he sits down besides Mar- merlin and says like hey what's wrong yeah something's been upsetting you i know i saw you at the um you were arrested by the bounty hunter, and then I saw you run away when we were fighting her. So you were definitely involved with her. Some no. <laughs> he says, um, "He says something's something's been upsetting you. I can tell. Was it when I threw the water on you <laughs> from earlier in the episode? And that does at least that makes Merlin smile. Yes, <laughs> He's like, yeah. no, it's either that was a little bit much or whatever. Um, and you know they start going back and forth about the fat thing again, and." Um, you know, Merlin just smirking at him, whatever. And then uh, Arthur ends up grabbing him, putting him in a headlock, gives him a little noogie when he calls him fat. Uh, and and by the end of it, they're both smiling. 
and Arthur says the cutest thing ever. He sees Merlin smile and he says that's better. Um, it's very this cute. This is the cutest scene in the whole goddamn episode. It's extremely cute. Just just extremely cute with the noogies and the and the that's better and the whole thing. It's very very good. Um, once again, Merlin does a lot to like undercut some of the emotional work that they that mm-hmm. the show does. Like mm-hmm. this feels like a pretty happy go lucky ending for a guy who just lost his first love, who literally like just set his first love on fire in the middle of a lake like that seems yeah. um, i feel like they just never want to leave us feeling despair at the end of an episode i think so yeah yeah out. yeah when those credits rolled whatever was airing afterwards they didn't want us to turn it off because we were too sad you know and it's hard for me to feel joy like at all in life so i would rather sure. i would rather them leave me with despair because at least then i'm feeling something you know what i'm saying at least, so. at least then i'm sort of uh, emotionally lined up yeah yeah, with yeah. My it, own self. at least it's an emotion um, that i allow myself to experience on a daily basis uh the, dis- uh, the despair that uh, is. yeah merlin is just sent off for more chores that's that's the end of it yep. um but it's a cute ending to a otherwise very harrowing episode. Yeah, uh, this is this is really good. Again, like they're really hammering home the the whole like is is being magic bad kind of point. Uh, this seems to be the quote unquote monster of the week. If approach. you're anybody but Merlin, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like so far, most people we've met that does ma- that do magic have been bad. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. That's just a fact. I mean, the only other one is like Mordred and. His name is Mordred. Everybody should His know what's coming. <laughs> it's got dread in it. Uh, um, but I like Morgana. This. I mean, Morgana just has dreams and sets stuff on fire. So I don't know about her. Yeah, yeah, that's not her fault. Um, yeah, but yeah, this is a great episode. I really, really like this one. Good episode. Uh, yeah, uh, it's really funny looking at the preview for the next episode and realizing they're doing like for the fourth time. Uh oh, somebody is under a spell. And wants to get married. Yep. <laughs> this time they it's, really keep returning to that plot line it's i mean it's a good one my man like oh mm-hmm. arthur is arthur is entranced again uh i feel like uh at some point like in the x-men eventually they, like it's just oh xavier has taught everybody how to like have a psychic shield or whatever i feel like they just need to yeah. teach arthur how not to get entranced by a woman or a sorceress at some point yeah yeah definitely definitely good stuff um all right yeah good do, stuff. do you have any final thoughts no it's a good episode uh thank you everybody for listening sorry we skipped that week if you're listening to these like four years from now it won't matter but you know hey <laughs> very true uh thank you to the people that are leaving reviews downloading the show thank you to our patrons over patreon.com slash monster of the week uh thank you to our buddy uh patty stardust on twitter for having me on his youtube series patty does a one bro this oh, week yeah. uh this week or last week as people are listening to this was dick week where it was dick week he uh me and him get in and do some video game shenanigans I rolled. Stuff, I, I rolled it at him. We did a bunch of butt stuff. Episode one is yeah. nothing but butt stuff. Butt stuff. Butt yeah, stuff. It's, but, it's butt, butt week, dick week. You know. Uh, and then I think the third episode What's came out. Next? <laughs> came out yesterday, and uh, it's me and him racing through levels of Elden Ring, which got race week. Gotcha. Very very funny. So um, go check that out. YouTube.com slash Patty does a one bro. I think just search Patty does a one bro. It's easy. Yeah. But yeah. Bye everybody. We'll be back next Bye, week. Bye everybody. Down to the wire. Down to the wire getting this goddamn thing to work. What is happening, Chris Mosier? Ooh, sweating it out over here, Jeremy. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've been in the cut like this. It's been a while since we had an early Sunday morning recording. So true. Bringing the Sunday morning energy. Actually, you know it's about to get a little wacky in here. I haven't worked all day, you know what I mean? Like I just got out of bed. I've been playing Fire Emblem on my phone, now I'm ready to rock. Extra caffeinated, I hope. I woke up at 3 a.m., so this is basically noon for me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Yesterday, I, I woke up at 7. We were up until like 1.30. Um, just hanging out, just you know, just chilling at home until 1.30, which is later than we usually stay up. But then I woke up at 7 yesterday, um, which was early, but I was like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm just going to just gonna get up. I'm not going to go try to go back to sleep. Um, and then Jess woke up at 11. Wow. So I, just, I just, I had like a whole day to myself. <laughs> After a certain point, I was like, okay, I'm pretty bored now. I'd what like is, to have what a did, weekend. What did you do for four hours while your girlfriend was in the bed? Your Let's fiance see, was played, in the bed. Pardon me. Um, 
what did I do? Uh, I cut my hair. I trimmed my beard. I took a shower. I um, I did a little exercising before that. I made some food. I didn't do a whole breakfast because I knew she wasn't ready to eat. Um, I played Animal Crossing. <laughs> Caught some bugs. Tried and failed to fix my 3DS. Um, and you know, then you finally I was like, you, hey. You, you could have just shortcut this and said, not really anything. <laughs> not really. Uh, so I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, it's been um, yeah we've we've had a we've had a couple weeks. You and I working work stuff and um, you know work stuff was, life stuff. Yeah, I had back to back conventions, which squeezed us on days that we could record. And then uh, I've had a bunch. I had a couple of overnights, which also squeezed out some days that we couldn't record. Reward. And then the, like mm-hmm. the couple of times that I was that I think we could that I could. Uh, I think we had set up one time, and then I was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to get home till like six thirty <laughs> that night." Yeah, that's not going to work. Uh, so it all started because there was one day, the day that we normally record, um, where it was like the last day of the heat wave, so it was 95 degrees out, and the next day it was going to be 70. So I was like, "Hey, let's just record tomorrow." That's right. So I'm not that's right. Be we, we were out in the podcast room, <laughs> and then you're like, "Ooh, I'm not going to be home tomorrow." So we kicked it down the road. Then we were finally going to do it. I had a work issue pop up, uh-huh. and then. Not to make a joke out of my life, but this is the second episode of Merlin that I've had to pause halfway through because someone in my family died. That's that's <laughs> very true. Just, yeah, yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? I wasn't gonna. Like, I wasn't gonna put you on the funny, spot. But at that the same one, time, but... it's just like going back to that episode later. <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> the second half of this episode is very different now. Same thing happened a couple months ago. It's a weird vibe, man. That's, this weird this vibe. this entire podcast is gonna be kind of marred for you in your mind, I think, because somebody of your family yeah. keeps expiring while we've recorded. <laughs> While I'm watching, literally while I'm watching Merlin, someone's like, "Hey, uh. you know these these things that they say they come in episodes of threes, so yeah, you better watch yeah, out for next yeah, week's episode." I know. I'm like, "Can we just please get through this this podcast?" Yeah, just trying to get past this one. I, uh, the reason I was late to work one day is because I had to go read meters, and um, which let's just say go say let's just skip the read meters part and say I had to spend some time with some customers, uh, and I was riding around with these two guys that I didn't really know that well. But we we both know we all know a lot of the same people, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was our first time like ever interacting with one another for an extended amount of time, and we were riding around this extremely small town in Louisiana. And uh, I thought this was going to be a quick in and out. Can't take can't possibly take very long. End up taking like four extra hours, and then I learned a whole lot about the chicken fighting industry, <laughs> Chris. Mm-hmm. I learned. <laughs> too much about the chicken fighting industry a i learned that it still exists which sucks as yeah. horrible Big surprise yeah um we were driving down this little road and i saw these uh they look like miniature teepees made out of like tin like sheeting so if you can picture mm-hmm. like a piece of tin maybe about three foot high like leaned up in a v against another piece of tin and then picture like 20 of those in a yard uh, and then like all like fenced in and I was like, what in the fuck is that? And these dudes were like, oh yeah, that's, they're, they're raising fighting chickens. And I'm like, what? And we passed- have to raise them in like a hostile environment so they get stronger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. They all have really mean step bombs. All the fighting yeah. chickens have really mean step bombs. So their base bombs. stats go up. And this was like, there was not just one place. Like we passed like two or three of these places down these. And when I say I'm in like the depths of Louisiana, like I am, mm-hmm. I am far from civilization essentially. Uh, and th- then they, they just proceeded to tell me a lot of facts about chicken fighting, uh, including that it's illegal to chicken fight in Louisiana and it's illegal to chicken fight in Mississippi. But. In Mississippi, it's only a $25 fine if you get caught, which, oh se- which seems low, right? Which doesn't seems seem low. Seems, seems really, really low. low. For, also, for animal uh, warrior matches, you can prepay the fine, which makes me think that it's not a fine, it's huh. just a ticket. <laughs> It's, you know just a, it's a it's a um, a permit you gotta get. It's just a permit, yeah. Like uh, just, you need a permit. Yes, they were like, That's, oh, oh yeah, you could just go over there, you know, pay your twenty five dollars, fight your chickens, come back with a bunch of money. And I'm like, okay, well, let's a bunch of money. And he's like, oh yeah, I know a guy that made fifty grand fighting chickens. And I'm like, I don't. I don't think that that's true. That. And he was like, no, no, no. You know the guy who it is. And then he named who it was. I confirmed with the second party that dude actually won what? fifty grand fighting chickens. Fighting chickens. <sighs> That's ridiculous. It's That's, absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's, it's unethical, but mostly un- it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> and then he told me that uh, he once saw a dead chicken win a, win a fight. 
because I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need an explanation on that. I don't and look, I don't know the rules of chicken. Yeah, it turns out the guy who raised it was a necromancer. And I just want to make sure that everybody listening to this is really clear that I do not support condone chicken fighting. I don't actually think chicken fighting is very funny. I just think the situation that I got into was, oh, sure. was extremely weird. Walking into a situation weird. where suddenly you're you're being educated on chicken fighting. Exactly, that's, that's a wacky day. It's a wacky day. Um, but apparently the rules of chicken fighting, there's some sort of rule where if the chicken if one chicken hits the other one and the other chicken doesn't hit back, the the one that hit by default wins. Damn. And uh, apparently, one chicken had fought a lot of fights that night um, and was like on on the last legs in this last fight. Uh, I might have to put a fucking content warning in the beginning of this, Chris. Jesus Christ! I'm sorry, I'm telling this, this story. You're describing blood sport. I'm describing blood sport. It's ridiculous. And so the chicken fight, the chicken handler. Uh, as he's about to loose his chicken into the ring, his his like weakened chicken. <laughs> I can't say this with a straight face. He put his finger up the chicken's butt. No, which caused the no. chicken to go crazy and then stab no. the other one with its knife feet because all of the chickens have knives strapped to them. And no, and then okay, no, and then the <laughs> knife chicken. Feet, that's not just some so the... explanation. Like that's not that's not a descriptor. <laughs> You're telling me that they really had knives strapped to their I don't know. I've never been to I will never ever go to a chicken fight. Uh, I believe it. I believe that they have knives strapped to their feet at this point. I just these dudes have no reason to lie to me unless they're just winding right. me up. True. Um, True. And I don't think that they would do that. It wasn't that tone. Like it wasn't that it wasn't, that kind of no, that kind of conversation. But because of the 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 finger in the butt, the chicken goes crazy uh and it hits the other chicken and then immediately dies. Damn. So the dead chicken won the fight that night, which is Damn. Hilarious to me and awful, 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 awful. That's, that's crazy. So they got to go blow for blow. I got a lot of questions, but I feel like I don't, I don't know if I should ask them, but I, I don't, have a lot and, of questions. And look, I have told you all of this knowledge about chicken fights that I know. This is the extent of the conversation that I had with these people. Don't these guys know about like online gaming? Like you could probably make money on that. I <laughs> bet you could. Do you think you could make 50000 on a Fire Emblem iOS game? Or you could probably I don't spend so. 50000 if this, you wanted to. <laughs> I've been playing this game for five years consistently every single day, and I don't. I have no idea how to do PvP. And I do <laughs> PvP every day, and I still I don't know what I'm doing. So That's really funny. Yeah, I don't... I don't. So hypothetically, maybe somebody could, but you I'm could not probably do. Guy. There's probably some esports. Uh, me and Autumn are watching a fake, a, a mockumentary about esports right now. That seems like it would be really funny. Did you ever watch uh, American Vandal on Netflix? Mm-hmm. So it's the Who Did the Dicks show? Uh, yeah. That crew has done a show, I think it's on Paramount, uh, called Players, about a fictional uh, League of Legends team and the drama as they recruit a younger player and edges out like the older, like the 24-year-old uh. <laughs> player. <laughs> um, and it's there, it's it's the actual game League of Legends. Like there's, there's I think, actual real teams involved, but this That's particular really team is, is totally fake. And it's done exactly in the style of American Vandal where everything is like just just absurdly taken seriously yeah, uh and yeah. like you just get just like with the american vandal like you get emotionally invested in the characters for some <laughs> stupid shit that they are going through um and it's just really it's really funny i'm learning a lot about league of legends and i and i mm. i'm learning that i don't know a lot about league of legends at all yeah. I, I don't know um, anything about it i think steve watches uh occasionally watches some competitive league of legends because back you know 10 years ago he played it a little bit um but every once in a while he'll he'll text me something and I don't know if he just thinks that I like remember stuff he told me 10 years ago, but he tells me things about the game like, oh, such and such did this thing. And I'm like, I those are you might as well just be speaking Latin to me. I don't know what you just said. <laughs> it's like when I talk on the podcast, when I start getting into it about fucking Final Fantasy or whatever. I've uh, uh, I've seen just enough of like like you absorb so much through gamer culture yeah that like i feel like so true i know like you I, one could say you absorb too much you absorb a little too much gamer culture as you spend time gaming and like so like they talk about lanes and uh jungling and going yeah. going mid or stuff like that so like there's just enough lingo that i'm picking up on that i'm like oh yeah it feels like just watching a mockumentary about like football actually i probably know about the same mm-hmm. i probably know more about football than league but uh I, it feels kind of like the same vibe where i'm just gotcha because autumn will look at me and she's like so this is a real game and i'm like yeah but i don't actually know if they're playing it or not i can't tell like yeah, they're, yeah, they're moving yeah. their fingers so fast on the mouse i have no idea did you watch arcane i watched the first couple of episodes uh and then it was my gym i watched there for a little bit mm-hmm. and then uh I, did, I stopped going to the gym and i just kind of forgot that it existed to be honest with you because so. that's league of legends but 
Oh, that's League? That's all. all those yeah, are all characters from League? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of gaming, have you done any? Uh, What have I done? So I started playing Cult of the Lamb. Uh, oh, yeah. I need to play that. I don't know that you do. Whoa. <laughs> I, uh, I'm pretty mixed on it, to be honest with you. Like, it's it's an interesting take on one of these games. Uh I kept. I was really confused as to why it was a as a roguelike. Everyone kept calling it a roguelike, and it's just because every time you go into the dungeons, like the dungeons are randomly generated. Uh, I mean, the same thing as Star Wars Valley. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. They're always. But like, we don't call that a roguelike. <laughs> yeah, that's what. I, it's just. It's really weird. But the management on your like of your cult is a little bit too intense for me. Uh, mm. Like these, these, they're constantly asking you to do things for them. Like they, they shit everywhere. If if they shit everywhere, <laughs> then they start vomiting everywhere. You have to clean that no. up. Finally. Uh-huh. Built, finally built an outhouse, so now they, now they shit in the same place. But guess what? Now i got to clean out the fucking outhouse every once in a uh, while. Um, this game is nasty, huh? <laughs> you set up farms, and like you can assign the cult member to take care of the farm, but they don't harvest anything, so then you have to go and harvest shit. Apparently that's an unlock eventually. That you don't, they'll do it for you, but I don't know. Like that, and it, it's like crashed a couple of times, um, so I just... I haven't felt it like I played it. I bought yeah. it and I played it for like four hours one day, and I was like kind of enthusiastic about it. And then the longer I haven't, because my my work week was so busy, I didn't touch a video game controller. The longer I have been away from it, the less I have wanted to play it. So yeah, that's what happens. I attempted to fix my 3ds. It's not gone well, and I I'll, I'll spare you. If I fix it, I'll update you next week. If I've been able to fix it, what is but, wrong um, with your 3ds? It uh, I so I randomly started we but the take it back the pokemon direct aired they're like hey here's a new pokemon game coming out and i was like you know what i have one on uh switch that i could finish playing if i wanted to so i started playing it again and then jess saw me playing it and she was like you know this looks kind of cute maybe i'll play it and i'm not going to deny her the video game so i own like the physical cart for it so i gave it to her she borrowed it and then she left with it and i was like huh well i was in the middle of playing that but um (laughs) you know what i have one on 3ds that i never finished i'm in the mood for it um so i pop the game in and then two seconds later i pop off the circle pad on my 3ds which is just like the uh, you know analog stick i pop that sucker off i think well no big deal i just don't have a rubber piece on it and then i made a critical error uh a few days later i decided that i was going to glue the rubber piece of the circle pad back onto the you know joystick part and when i did that um as anyone might predict the glue um sort of ran down the side and then locked up the entire joystick so now certain games can't be played and i've become obsessed with trying to fix it some way more than i don't care about playing games anymore i just want to fucking fix it um and yesterday i finally got the replacement piece in i started taking out uh, all the parts of the 3ds only to realize that i have stripped two of these tiny 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 little screws uh right above the piece that i need to take out and replace and i have i've spent two hours yesterday trying to get these fucking stripped screws out jesus christ uh, but it has been a nightmare um i ordered a replacement equipment we'll see if i could <laughs> use that to get the fucking screws out um because i'm determined at this point but mostly i've just been playing xenoblade chronicles 3 um on switch did you play which is the other two of those I played two, and okay. as I think I, I beat two earlier this year, I think, um, like right before Elden Ring, and I do, that I game do was okay, yeah. but it took me almost three years to beat, because it's like, it took me 70 hours over three years, like that's a very long time to play a game, because the pacing just always felt like way off to me, and my attention span sucks. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 has like fixed that so much, it's so much more well-paced, that I can actually just like enjoy my time playing it and not feel like I want to look at my phone constantly. Um, but it took me about 25 hours and then finally seeing a post on Twitter, the main girl in the game has the same voice actor as Ronnie from Elden Ring. Oh, and interesting. she sounds exactly the same. <laughs> exactly Ooh. the same. And I just didn't pick up on it somehow, which is cool. She sounds great. She's got a great voice. But I just could not believe that I was like, oh, my God, it took 25 hours and a Twitter post for me to figure this out. Look, they dropped a they dropped a new episode of Sandman um, this week. And the mm-hmm. first it's divided into two parts. One is a like a CGI thing and one is a live action thing. And so there's two stories. And the first one is like a story about cats. And like I've recognized I definitely like heard voices that were familiar to me or whatever. But then mm-hmm. after the fact that I learned it was like Sandra O oh and David Tennant and oh. <laughs> like all of these like super like people that I should have definitely known immediately. Yeah. I just didn't did not pick it up on it at all. So it was. Yeah. Don't feel bad. I really want to watch uh, Sandman. It looks like my jam. Um, I've never read it, but 
You don't have to. It's, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I, I uh, my so my sister didn't read it and or has not read it, and I I was like, hey, have you heard of this? And she's like, no, it sounds neat. I'm on vacation and I'm going to binge all of it. And she did it in a day, uh, but she had never read it and she absolutely adored it. And the stories are really interesting adaptations of the comics, but it's such done in such a way that like, it's just a companion piece to it. It feels really, really yeah. good. It's kind of crazy to see like um, a fan base, like get a win, get a big win for an adaptation. Right. It just feels like most of the time it's, it's not really, it doesn't hit for people. <laughs> Especially a like DC property, man. This is a DC yeah. property. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like I've had a, an interest in it even though again i never read it but be in the um final fantasy 8 strategy guide there was an advertisement for sandman in the back because yoshitaka amano who did the ff8 or the final fantasy concept art did like some covers and stuff yeah. for mm-hmm. um yeah have you seen those so, they're really really good yeah they're amazing yeah. um but that's about all i've ever seen of sandman but because of that i think i've, I've known about it my whole life but um yeah, I need to watch that. It's good. It's uh, it goes Rob really quickly. It's. I just can't believe that they just were like, yeah, that's a, this is a, here's a goth guy. We're just doing, dude. This. It's 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 been, a, it's been a long time. It's it hasn't been though, Chris, because we just had this conversation when we both watched the the latest Batman movie, and we were so blown oh, away true. that that yeah. we were yeah, like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, gonna yeah, bring yeah. the crow back, and and this is like the he same. The, yeah, we brought wow. the crow back. Like he's not listening to Nirvana or anything, but he's got white skin black hair pursed lips uh and they do a very funny thing that really bothered me in the first episode it has um the character the actor that plays tywin lannister that we just saw in merlin um and they they have the like they film it through a weird lens or like at a weird aspect ratio so everything is just a little bit squished as you would Mm -hmm. than you would expect so like tywin just looks like he has a super thin face and it pays off on like some of the really weird stuff that they do, so because it looks all dreamlike. Uh, but for the actual character actor, like the actual main character, I don't think that he would look as like hot or interesting if they weren't doing that. Because otherwise, I think his face would just be wide. <laughs> He's just got like a normal like regular guy face, but now he looks like a vampire. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch a movie or something with that dude and go like, what is wrong? What did, did he? Did he just like? I mean, did he just expand? What happened to this yeah. dude? But What's, no, it's just it's here? just because it's a here? normal it's a normal lens. Uh, uh, it's a good show though. I think I think you and Jess would really really enjoy it. It's it's I very cool and, it. and dreamy. Um, but no pun intended. Yeah. So and I just mentioned Vampire, so I started thinking about Blade again, which reminded me this is why I started watching MCU stuff. It's true. It was to mm-hmm. get to Blade, so I need to continue on my path. Let's talk about Merlin though. Okay, we can talk about Merlin. Have you? Well, we're quick. I'm, sweat- I'm, I'm already sweating it out. Here. Have you watched any any new MCU stuff we need to talk about? Have I you? don't think I have. Okay. I so last Iron Man one I three. Was Iron Man three. Okay. Yeah. So we're caught up on that. Merlin. 